And we're live. Thank you very much, everyone, for joining us. It's such a momentous occasion and great to have the whole team here. And I can see the Korean army has turned out in force in the YouTube chat here. It's full of Hangul. So, 안녕하세요 to all of our Korean friends joining us and everyone else around the world. We're just waiting for Rob to jump into the chat here on Zoom as well. Um, but while we're waiting for him, just a couple of housekeeping. We will have some quizzes after some of these interviews that we're going to play and we've got over $1,000 worth of Zen and swag to give away. So you have to be paying attention and taking notes during the interviews because yeah, there will be little quizzes at the end. There won't be a quiz after every interview. Um, we've got about, I think, five quizzes scattered throughout. So you don't know which one the quiz will come after. So you've got to pay attention to all of them. And we'll have a a link which Erica will share at the conclusion of the interviews and uh, it'll be a, a survey monkey link so you can go there fill out the quiz and everyone who gets the answers correct will get a share of some Zen and the first people to answer correctly for each quiz will also win a hundred dollar gift card for the Horizon swag store and we might begin with a interview that I pre-recorded with Alex Mashinsky uh, from Celsius Network. So we'll play that and then we'll have a chat with everyone after this interview. Hello, Alex. Thanks so much for your time and joining us for this special event. It's really great to have you on. Thanks for me. And uh, I did an interview with you last December. So that was uh, really great. And if anyone hasn't seen that, be sure to check out the Horizon Clips YouTube channel and you can catch up on the last conversation we had. And we're touching base again now because it's a super important milestone in the Horizon life um, with Zendu launching on December 1st. So yeah, just love to have a little bit of a chat to see what's happening recently with Celsius and how the partnership is going with Horizon and what we can expect to see in the future. So I'm going to start off this interview just by recapping a little bit of history and asking the question of how did you actually learn about Horizon and why did you choose to work with them? Yeah, so we've been uh, actually following, uh, uh, you know, Horizon and the, and the Zen uh, coin for quite some time. Obviously, uh, it's been one of the kind of pioneer in the space. A lot of, uh, uh, I think, unique developments on, on that chain. Also, a lot of different implementations of, of uh, side chains and different uh, technologies. So, um and for us, the, the main issue was really that we already support uh, 16 different uh, uh, blockchains. So for us to be able to provide uh, what we call proof of community or the ability to prove to Celsius users that uh, uh, using zero proof for them to see that we both earned the yield and we distributed as promised. Uh, we needed somebody who could basically encapsulate transactions from both from Bitcoin and Ethereum and other sources. And uh, we didn't have any other uh, uh, technology that could do that. So what we've implemented with Horizon uh, is, uh, I think, a first uh, worldwide where you can use zero knowledge proofs 
uh, from variety of different blockchains to deliver uh, this continuous real-time uh, information and access uh, both to our community as well as people who just want to look at what we do, right? Everybody has access to that data. Uh, so we're super excited about uh, this whole function proof of community and with our partnership with uh, Horizon. Excellent. It's, yeah, it's super, super exciting. So essentially this um, is a ZK audit sidechain uh, that they're launching. And uh, in essence, it kind of gets rid of the need for the, the big four auditors that companies generally use um, previously around the world to run their auditing and, and all of that. Um, I just um, want to ask you how much um, of a cost saving does ZK audit bring to companies if they were to use um, a, a side chain like ZK audit? So for us, the, the focus was not about the savings. Uh, it was more about the real-time nature of it. So if you think about traditional uh, uh, financial services, when you, it, it was funny because like back in 2008, uh, just a few months before Lehman Brothers uh, filed for bankruptcy, their auditors have published that they're in great health, <laughs> right? Uh, so I think in April, the reports were published that, that the previous year, everything was fine. And by July, they were bankrupt, right? So, yeah. so, so having audits that are done six months after the year is over uh, is, is so last year, is so over mm -hmm. that uh, how about real-time audits, right? Yeah. How, how about something that is continuous in real time up to the last transaction, block by block, uh, so really, the, the main benefit is that, uh, for example, for people who trust Celsius uh, with their digital assets, they want to know exposures and earnings and total uh, assets in real time. Otherwise, what's the point of doing all of that? So, hmm. so again, for us, for us, it was less about, okay, we're going to replace this real-time audit versus some big four auditing firm. And more about let's give our community something that uh, no one has ever had, which is this real-time audit, so they know at, in real time if there is any issues, if there are any issues, if, you know what are the numbers, uh, and they have visibility into where their assets are. Great. So yeah, so I guess the the big game changer here is just the the transparency that everyone can see in real time, as opposed to um, the cost saving uh, this technology can bring companies and perhaps the cost saving yeah. is just an added benefit but the main right. focus is transparency that's right and that's why we call it proof of community right we're proving to the community that what has been promised to them is being delivered and again that's uh it's not based on our blockchain or our us giving them some centralized report right it's it's they can audit all these functions uh, that are happening on Bitcoin, on the Bitcoin blockchain or some other blockchain uh, with effectively, a, we call the rewards explorer. It's just basically a browser that knows how to read all the data, but you can look into the code. You can see all the data and, and verify everything for yourself. Yeah, excellent. So yeah, it certainly sounds a revolutionary and disruptive technology. And I just wonder if I can grab your thoughts about how disruptive 
this techno technology actually is and can you see other companies adopting this in the near term yeah so so most companies are what's called what we call toll collectors meaning they charge you fees for a variety of things and and they really don't want to be transparent right it's not in their best interest uh, to become fully transparent because then you will see all the places where they charge you fees. Um, so really what we're trying to encourage are a new breed of companies similar to Celsius that are basically not relying on fees for income. Like at Celsius, we have to generate yield and only by creating additional yield or incremental yield for the customer, we can keep a portion of that and give most of it to our customers. So, so we're not earning anything from, from yield. We have not, we have a million and a half customers. We have never charged the customer a fee. Yeah. So, so what we do uh, for transparency and other purposes really works for companies that are structured this way. It doesn't work very well for companies who are, who have all kind of hidden fees and they're trying to make sure no one finds out about them. Yeah, so uh, I don't think we could expect the banks to be taken on this uh, technology anytime soon. <laughs> they want to keep, keep all that bit private for themselves at the moment, not let the word out how much they're actually taking advantage of their customers. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so with, with the Zendu launching, um, there's nothing else quite like this in the space at the moment. And uh, what, what impact do you think this will have on the, the cryptocurrency space as, as a whole? So I think, again, today you have uh, pure DeFi or DeFi, which runs on like basically uh, smart contracts and you have CeFi, which is more like Celsius, right? The centralized finance. So we, we have one leg in DeFi and one leg in CeFi, right? So because we are one of the largest participants in DeFi, uh, but also one of the largest institutional exchange lenders, and, and here, the, this data that we're talking about crosses across all of these domains. So you can both uh, demonstrate the activity on the DeFi side, as well as on the CeFi side. So uh, bridging those two worlds is really, in our view, the future, right? The, I don't think that DeFi, pure DeFi, can basically convince all of the TradFi or traditional finance people or money to cross over. So you're going to need to have almost like uh, it's like a, like we used to, if you remember the old flights where you used to have a stopover, uh, you're going to have to, if you're coming from TradFi, you're going to have to do a stopover in CFI and then you can go from CFI into DeFi. Yep. You know, you can't fly direct, <laughs> no direct flights from TradFi yep. to DeFi. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's really, it's a funny analogy, but that's where we are. Many there's many reasons for it. KYC, AML, again, lack of transparency, the fact that these things talk to completely different languages and the need for basically the ability to do audits and do uh, a lot of other things that, again, DeFi does not support. So, so we, we build bridges between all these different kingdoms, between all these different domains. And like I said before, Celsius has more coins on more blockchains than anybody else. We manage... Uh, close to 30 billion in assets. So we are also the largest, uh, you know, um, we have more assets uh, uh, from more customers than anybody else. And, uh, you know, obviously we won the trust of a million and a half people. We paid out over $1 billion in yield, right? So yeah. that's, 
an order of magnitude bigger than anybody else. Hundred percent. Yeah. And uh, moving on, I'd like to just discuss about privacy and finance and how important is privacy? It seems like a crazy question, but in cryptocurrency today, um, privacy is actually quite rare. So I'm wondering what are your thoughts on that? And do you think all cryptocurrencies should have the ability for private transactions? Yeah, so there's a lot of debate around this issue. I think on one side, obviously, uh, a lot of the OGs and the cypherpunks will tell you everything should be private. But I think uh, governments and different uh, uh, institutions, uh, you know, like are all demanding uh, full access and demanding uh, both for tax reasons and other reasons. And, and, uh, and frankly, we don't know where uh, all of this is going to land. I think uh, many governments are trying to outlaw the blockchains that are trying to be uh, completely anonymous. Uh, and at the same time, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who still think that doing a transaction on Bitcoin or Ethereum is somehow safe from third parties, right? I mean, we've, we've, we've been shown again and again that... Uh, governments and other entities can very easily find out who are the owners of different wallets. And basically now you have a permanent record that ties you forever and shows everybody all your transactions. So, so we, we, we have to find the balance. I think we all believe in privacy and uh, we're tilting more and more into this world where uh, none of your transactions are private. And you have people like uh, Facebook slash uh, Meta or chasing. They want to own all that data about all your transactions. That's why they're trying to get in to the, right? They're trying to launch Libra slash uh, uh, Meta, whatever they call it. And uh, because the last domain that they have not yet conquered is all of your financial information. Hmm. And... Um... Moving on also, what are some other things you would like to see being built on Horizon? So obviously, again, the, the, the chain already has many projects on it, but I think uh, um, uh, you, you're seeing this explosion, I call it the Cambrian explosion of innovation happening on, again, Ethereum and Solana and, and Cardano and so on. And I, and I think... And there's definitely an opportunity here to uh, create more, um, you know, more new development. Like, for example, like stuff we partner with you with you guys on on on, on uh, um, zero knowledge proofs and other things. And uh, and I really I don't think that one blockchain is going to own this or that domain. It doesn't matter if it's NFTs or if it's uh, DeFi or if it's something else. So it really has to do with innovation. I think whoever innovates uh, the most or, or creates um, the best services for the customers is going to drive adoption and drive uh, uh, asset, the movement of asset because money never sleeps and it goes to the places where it is treated best. Mm. And uh, we've seen that with, again, with DeFi and Ethereum and we've seen how quickly some of that DeFi moved somewhere else. 
and 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 is being, for example, a lot of it is being done right now on on Polygon or on other chains, and just as easily it could come to to Horizon, right? So it's all a question of can we launch a, um, some of these projects on Horizon and, and Celsius as an example. We are agnostic. We don't pick winners and losers. So we could easily provide liquidity, the same liquidity we provide today on DeFi, and we have several billion dollars on uh, on, on basically traditional DeFi. We could deploy that on Horizon if some of the projects we're launching here. So, so I think uh, uh, it's really all about where the developers and where the talent resides, and are they building long-term ideas for the community or are they trying to enrich themselves are they trying to be inclusive bring in billions of people into uh, this revolution or they're trying to just uh you know fork somebody else's work and hmm. flip it and move on to the next thing so so celsius has been as a track record of again innovating and partnering with different chains to really again build new worlds and, and develop new ideas to partner with uh, with you know people who are thinking about developing on on the horizon chain mm. and talking about developing on horizon chain uh, is there anyone in particular you'd like to see horizon partner with next so i think we kind of know what are the winning strategies you have like the equivalent to uniswap you have other things like like maker like synthetic uh, stable coins you have uh, so the use cases again you have just smart contracts right the variety of different smart contract and use cases for that so I think uh, uh, there's definitely as we kind of uh, um, define better and better what the use cases are uh, I think we can differentiate. Uh, based on, okay, my, this chain is faster or is more safe, or it, it already has certain utilities that are not available in other places, or it already has a broader adoption in different markets where the needs might be uh, higher for this or that service. And, and really, it's about pairing these things together and then, again, galvanizing the community around it, right? Getting the community to use and adopt uh, these services. So, um, you know, so I think, again, we're very early on. Anyone mm. who thinks that uh, the game has been decided or, okay, whatever, Ethereum or some other chain has won it all and uh, doesn't know anything about crypto. Yeah. And talking about how early we are right now in crypto, I wonder if we can jump forward perhaps five years from now and just um, want to ask you what you envision for the industry to be like in five years and what does that future world look like to you? So I think that um, in, a, in a few years, I still think Bitcoin will be kind of the main store of value. But I think a lot of the innovation will actually be split between many different chains. And, and you will see more and more chains specialize in a variety of services. For example, insurance may reside on one chain or, or mortgages may reside on another chain. A uh, smart contract for DeFi may kind of be specialty of one or another chain and so on. So, so the communities are just being created right now. 
and we're seeing uh, like mass migrations of people that are moving, for example, from Ethereum to Solana because they're kind of specializing in something uh, that can run better, faster, cheaper on Solana versus uh, some other use cases migrating, like I said, to Polygon or somewhere else. So, so really this is not about, and I've said this many times, but I, I think people are uh, kind of, uh, uh, have not paid attention to it. It, it, it. It's not about winning NFTs and uh, uh, DeFi from Ethereum. It's about creating new different use cases uh, which define your blockchain, which allow your blockchain to thrive and create a new community around it. So, uh, you know, so, so again, it's building a new city instead of trying to go and, and uh, steal residence or riches from some other somebody else's castle yeah great great answer and um i also want to ask you about celsius x and will horizon zk audit sidechain play a role in that and can you tell us a bit about what actually celsius x is yeah so celsius x is is the new project uh, that we launched uh, the website is celsiusx.io and it, it enables uh, us to wrap assets and launch them very quickly on different chains. So, for example, uh, we are adding uh, Horizon. We're working on that. Uh, and and uh, we'll be adding it to the Celsius wallet. And we will be able to create wrapped assets on top. So, for example, wrapped Bitcoin, or wrapped Ethereum, or wrapped uh, uh, any of the 46 assets that we have currently on in the Celsius wallet, and then uh, developers or other participants can effectively create use cases for those uh, uh, wrapped assets. So today, most of the wrapping is happening on EVMs or Ethereum uh, compatible uh, virtual machines. Uh, but we're seeing a world in which, uh, again, this liquidity that we have, again, that $30 billion worth of liquidity can be easily moved across all chains, not just the EVM chains. And, and this is the type of stuff that we want to collaborate on. So we want to build uh, roads and bridges between these castles, right? Again, we don't want people raiding each other's castles like SushiSwap raiding uh, Uniswap, right? Yeah. And so we don't believe in that. We believe that uh, people should be building multiple castles and Celsius will be paving roads and bridges between those castles providing the liquidity. Excellent. And just in closing, I want to, uh, many people in the Horizon community, they keep asking, when is Zen going to be listed in the Celsius network wallet? When can we start earning yield um, with your platform? So we, uh, the good news is that uh, we've been waiting for Fireblocks to add it and it just never happened. So uh, we went ahead and uh, purchased uh, a custodian, GK8, and now we can be basically control better our destiny as far as adding different assets. So I'm happy to say that, uh, you know, Zem will be one of the first to be added. We do need to do some integration, so it's still going to be a few months, but uh, we hope to add uh, Zen early next year. So, uh, so definitely... We kind of uh, found a solution to the bottleneck. Oh, excellent. That's really, really great news to hear. So, yeah, nearly at the finish line for that integration. And yeah, and people will be uh, able to take a loan against it or yeah. again, wrap the 
that you'll be able to wrap Zen on to launch it on Ethereum or launch it on some other chain as well. Everything works both ways. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so it would be great to see pairs of uh, Zen slash ETH or Zen slash sell token or Zen slash anything uh, on some of these DeFi platforms. And, and uh, it's definitely going to add utility to uh, the Horizon chain. Excellent. And at the moment for Zen holders, is there any possible way for them to, to take out a loan, perhaps via your OTC desk uh, using Zen as their collateral at the moment? Yeah, so because it's not supported in a wallet, we only support large transactions. So I would say loans of more than $100,000. Yeah. And if, you, if you're interested in taking a loan against your Zen token, uh, please email us at otc at celsius.network. And the desk will help you process the transaction. Excellent. Great. Well, thanks very much for your time, Alex. And uh, I think we'll, we'll leave it there, but certainly looking forward to seeing the growth between Horizon and Celsius as we move down the line. Sure. Thanks for having me again. Right. Thanks, Alex. And we're back again. I hope you're all paying attention because we have a quiz to complete after that interview. And we've got over $1,000 worth of Zen and Horizon swag to give away um, during this live stream. So that's what the quizzes are going to be for. And Erica is going to share a link to the quiz in the chat. So have your Zen wallet addresses ready because you'll need them when you submit the form to answer the quiz. And while Erica is doing that, I'll just introduce Rosario to have a talk to everyone. Welcome, Rosario. Thank you, Michael. Uh, and thank you for hosting this uh, amazing Zendu launch party. Uh, I'd like to say hello to all of our community around the world. And we have, I see on YouTube, a huge, huge uh, a Korean uh, army that is uh, just so excited about Zendu. So, Thank you all. Oh, shout out to Lawrence. Uh, thank you all for, for being here today. I'd like to introduce uh, some of the team members behind Zendu and just in, in general. So um, I'll remind everyone why Zendu is so important and maybe Alberto can also provide some, some words about uh, the importance of Zendu. So Zendu opens up uh, Zen as, the, uh, as a platform. So now we can launch site chains. We could do any type of use case that we, we can. It's a very powerful tool. It's fully decentralized and it's, uh, it, it really shifts us from being uh, a cryptocurrency to a platform. A few years ago when we started this, uh, uh, the inception of the concept that Alberto had of, of, okay, why are we doing all this on the main chain? We don't need to do that. So. Uh, that was the inception of, of Zendu, and it's it's taken us three years to to get there. And let's let's meet some of the individuals behind Zendu. And it's not all inclusive, but we have, of course, Alberto, who has been leading the the effort, the concept, and uh, just building the team uh, behind Zendu. Uh, hopefully, I don't miss everyone because I'm looking at the screen. Uh, we have Daniele, uh, who's been a key contributor, uh, Paolo Capelletti, uh, Marco, and Paolo Galli, who's uh, just recently joined our team. Uh, Paolo Tagliaferri, who's uh, a key contributor uh, on the, the 
Zendee site, so the C++ code base. And uh, we have Danilo de Tulio, a cryptographer, uh, Luigi and Chronic, uh, very key on the, uh, the DevOps, the support, the testing. And uh, we have uh, Anna Julia from the project management side. And Luca was here. I'm not sure if he's hiding. Uh, but uh, hey, Luca. <laughs> so, yeah, so Luca, uh, uh, Luca and Anna Julia are really the glue that keep things together uh, in, uh, in the midst of the madness. Uh, so just a very, uh, very key with that. Uh, other team members that also contribute in, in different ways. Uh, we have Lucy from our marketing team, uh, Marco with a K, uh, who is, uh, does our videography. And Lin Linda, Lindsay, is uh, uh, also key with our graphics and designs and things of that nature. Uh, we have Vano uh, with uh, BD and many other things. Toju with marketing. Uh, Al Sala, thank you for joining us. So Alberto Sala is a key, actually I, I missed him, but he was a, uh, he's one of the key team members that uh, contributed to the C++ code base. And uh, he's uh, secretly trying to kill the other Alberto because it just of the, uh, just so, so complex. Actually, it's, it's been such a great uh, building this, this team. Uh, so uh, thank you for joining us, Alberto Sala. So uh, as you can tell, we, we hire Albertos and we hire Paulos. That's a joke, but uh, but yeah. So th this is some of our uh, team members, and Rob, uh, Rob is here. Hey, Rob. Hey there. Happy to uh, to be here, guys. Thank you for hosting such an awesome party, and thank you to the community for joining. And speaking of the Korean community, I've seen someone get a Horizon tattoo from Korea online. That was pretty amazing. Now that's real dedication there. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I I think. Um, it would be awesome, Alberto, if you wanted to come on and we can talk a little bit about the history of Zendu and, you know, the challenges, the opportunities, the fun moments, the times we were crying along the way to make this a reality. Um, please. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we can start from uh, even the very beginning. What do you think, Rob? From Lisbon? I, oh, Lisbon. Yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> okay. Wow, that was what 2018. I think yeah, we were definitely. in Lisbon together. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah, it was. I mean, everything almost started there. Uh, I mean, for sure, uh, we met the first time in person there, and we and you remember we started discussing. Uh, I remember this little whiteboard in this uh, in this room when uh, we. When uh -huh. we were, let me say, looking at. Uh, let me see how how the blockchain, how the cryptocurrencies was working, and uh, how we could uh, use the concept of blockchain to go beyond the cryptocurrency use case. And um, and I mean, I was quite new to the uh, to the to the cryptocurrency world, and, uh, and so you were crazy to join. <laughs> no, why? I mean, <laughs> you left a great job to come join a crazy industry, Alberto. I I don't know what was going through your mind. Uh, I mean, I, otherwise I get bored. So <laughs> I, need, I need new challenges. We're, we're glad you, Alberto is a crazy, crazy person. Yeah, and you'll never be bored with Horizon. That's the good part. Yeah, <laughs> and, and let's say 
uh, I mean, we started looking together at possible uh, ways for going beyond the cryptocurrency use case. And it was quite clear from the very beginning that one of the options was uh, to have these parallel blockchains, no? And I mean, this was just the seed of the idea. And after a while, uh, we have to, we, we realized that uh, these parallel blockchains were named somehow sidechains. And, uh, and then we learned what, what were, let me say, the, the issues uh, for having uh, real parallel blockchains that were not a cryptocurrency itself, uh, but decentralized. Because the main point there was to have uh, blockchains, blockchain applications for a specific domain, not submit, not creating a new coin, not to have to create a new coin, but uh, being totally decentralized. And so this was the challenge. Everything started uh, in that uh, in that room in Lisbon, and uh, I mean. It took a while. <laughs> I didn't expect that. Uh, uh, that specific afternoon. Well, let's just say we, we didn't have much of a you know a team at the time. We had uh, an incredible community from the start, and the thing is, this has been a community-driven project, and it has evolved so much since then. But really, then we had big ideas, and we were so naive. We, we didn't know what we were doing because this, the entire industry was so new. And we realized there were some issues with scaling this, you know, this technology into you know, mainstream use cases beyond just cryptocurrency. And you know, this was our approach of, I, I think, the right one, actually. And all of these years later, I feel a little vindicated that it worked out the way it has, although we still yeah. have a lot of work ahead of us. Absolutely. And, uh, and the curious thing is that um, one of the other projects that, that we were doing was uh, uh, the Treasury project. And uh, that was another sign because when we started looking at the model, uh, I mean, uh, also in collaboration with IHK, uh, with Professor Roman Olinikov and Mitro Kadalov, we were looking at the, at the, at the treasury model. Uh, but then became quite clear that uh, uh, use, let me say, introducing such kind of complexity inside the core uh, was the wrong approach. So we started having these multiple uh, information that were going in the same direction to say, okay, uh, we need a way, let me say, that goes beyond the treasury uh, use case to uh, be able to, to bootstrap and to create uh, uh, parallel blockchains that are able to use them. And so mm -hmm. in this way, we will be able to have an ecosystem of decentralized applications that are uh, available uh, um, a Zen token that has a value. And so you're not obliged every time to, to launch your new token. Mm -hmm. And so even the treasury was one of the things that pushed us uh, to go on and to try to figure out a way for having a decentralized way to, to build this, this kind of protocol for parallel blockchains. Right. And speaking of the treasury, this was really something that we were very adamant about for open governance. So this is supposed to be a global community project and we have to decentralize it. So we took an approach very deliberately after we realized the kind of complexity we would have to build into the main chain. Okay, we're going to build this protocol so we can have multiple chains operating so you can actually push that type of complexity out away from the core. Uh, now we're there. So now it's incredible that we're finally delivered 
this piece of technology. And now we can really circle back to some of these big ambitious projects that we had from the very beginning. So I find that, you know, very, very uh, you know, exciting. Yeah, and, and we faced a lot of challenges in the in the in the path because um, we started with a a model um, because the issue is how to transfer these tokens to another blockchain in a in a decentralized way. So uh, there are let me say challenges that you have to face to do that. Now, so the model has to be able to scale so the main chain doesn't the main blockchain the cryptocurrency blockchain doesn't know the rules of the other chains, but at the, at the same time being able to understand if the transfers are legitimate from the perspective of the parallel chain. No? So um, this is a quite complex problem and was uh, unsolved at the time. And so we had a first iteration with a model um, and then a second one more uh, sophisticated that makes use of, of SNARKs that at the end and, and zero knowledge that at the time weren't uh, wasn't a technology so much you know um, mentioned and 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 uh, and famous and so we had uh, how to say we've been a little bit crazy uh, <laughs> and and I will say a little lucky to to actually get the team that we do the team that we have you know every everyone from you know Dr Roman Olenikov and his his team from IOHK to you know, Ulrich on, you know, in our team to Daniele, to the guys that write the circuits, to the, you know, the, the crypto team that we have in-house to actually be able to challenge the curves that we use in these things and think about efficiency. It, I mean, it's incredible. There's no way we could have predicted that we would be able to pull this off, say, you know, four years ago, because we just didn't know what we didn't know at the time. And I would say five years from now, this project itself will be much more sophisticated and be doing things that would be hard to predict today. Yeah, exactly, and uh, and uh, you mentioned uh, the team members, Daniela uh, and Ulrich, and and also, I mean, for them was a, uh, had, had been a big challenge, you know, to uh, let me say first uh, understand deep dive on this kind of new technology and and even improve it because we are even improving it. We uh, even uh, created the um, let me say an efficient uh, um, version of of Marlin to have a recursive proof composition made in an efficient way. So uh, we went, let me say, much further than, than we were thinking at the very yeah. beginning. No? At the very beginning, yeah. we were just supposed to use this kind of technology. But then uh, later, we understood that uh, what we had was not enough, and we needed to go even even, even for, mm -hmm. further. No? So yeah, it's it has been a, a real challenge, a challenge for all the team members that uh, uh, started working uh, with us from the very beginning. So mm -hmm. uh, and so and now um, they are collaborating all together, and they are uh, and we have been able to have the Zendu delivery on mainnet, and this is huge. Huh? It's absolutely huge. I remember when we had an office, a little tiny office space in like a basement with like you and Maurizio. <laughs> I remember those days. And the, the, dog, reality is that, uh, the dog that kept barking. Yeah, but this was the second office. <laughs> True. <laughs> the, the first one True. didn't exist. True. True. <laughs> and now we have just this amazing team. And we've just launched a team in New York as well. We're building out a team, you know, with Alexander in Ukraine. It's just, you know, I, I'm humbled by the people that have joined the project and where we are today. Me too. Exactly. 
yeah, hats off to a yeah job well done over the years and yeah, such a momentous po point in Horizon's history. And looking at the chat, we've got so many Koreans here. I've actually got a few special messages from the Korean community I'm going to play and share with everyone here. So this is our Korean army in action. <laughs> Congratulations on launching Chandu. One BTC, one Gen. Chandu fighting! Hello, we are Gen Army. We are going with Gen. Chandu fighting! 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 I'm happy to be with you today for launching Jendu. Here in South Korea, we are going with Jen. Jendu fighting! Jendu launching을 진심으로 축하드립니다. 연말 가상자산 시장의 게임 체인저가 되기를 기대하겠습니다. 저는 미래에서 왔고요. 거기는 지금 호라이젠은 시총 10위입니다. 그 스타트를 끄는 젠두 런칭을 축하합니다. 호라이젠 젠두 메인넷 런칭을 진심으로 축하드립니다. 고생 많으셨습니다. 호라이젠 젠두 런칭 진심으로 축하드립니다. 화이팅! 호라이젠의 젠두 런칭을 진심으로 축하합니다. 젠두 가자! 젠두 파이팅! 3년의 결실 호라이젠 화이팅! 콩그라츄라이션 젠두! 이러다 다 살아! 아임 정훈 from South Korea and representative of Korea at Horizon. Horizon Korean community members are very excited about the future that Zendu will bring to the blockchain industry. I remember the day uh, Rob made a presentation about sidechains at the ETC summit in Korea in 2018 and the result of the hard work of the team from that time to today Zendu is now officially launched on our mainnet and I am looking forward to seeing many projects join us uh, Bitcoin which came out as a system called transparent and decentralized ledger opened the first generation blockchain industry in addition it showed the application method of blockchain which is developed but unused at that time. And Ethereum, uh, which lead the second generation of blockchain industry, uh, has made it easier for anyone to create their own blockchain projects throughout the uh, platform. But uh, the transaction fee of Ethereum is very expensive now and it has a development uh, environment 
that is not free to customize and has many restrictions. And recently, there was an incident where the mainnet of a Korean project, which was used by many Korean projects, uh, the network, the, the network was just stopped for two days. They had 30 nodes, and there is so much to say about this part, but uh, let's move on. I think Zendu is different with others. Uh, Horizon has uh, the largest number of nodes in the industry and accordingly uh, provide a, a very robust and decentralized ecosystem. Uh, unlike the DAP uh, ecosystem uh, as before, each sidechain can manage its own blockchain data it, uh, by itself and it is a sidechain although relies, uh, relies on the mainnet the sidechain's own data does not need to be involved in the mainnet through the uh, zero-knowledge proof. It means uh, that you can freely uh, configure an independent ecosystem that is not bound by the mainnet. Now with Horizon, who will lead the new blockchain industry, uh, everyone can create more real-use blockchain projects. If anyone has a special idea but needs advice or needs, uh, uh, or needs uh, help in technical development, uh, we have uh, Horizon Labs with strong developers. Uh, the synergy of the Zendu with the largest node uh, project Horizon and Horizon Labs is very expected. Mm. In Korea, uh, within uh, the last uh, within the last ten days, I have held meetings uh, with more than five projects that are interest, interested in Zendu, and several projects are scheduled for next week. What I want to say is, uh, in Korea, um, is uh, the Korean government is currently. Uh, regulating the blockchain industry and rejecting privacy-oriented blockchain projects, but it uh, but it cannot beat the trend uh, of the times. Uh, that is why Horizon, which used to be a privacy-oriented coin, has become a platform that uh, more projects and more companies are interested in. It is actually going on in Korea, and. As the number of projects that choose us in Korea increases, uh, I am sure that the Korean government's policy on blockchain, which uh, has a dual policy of rejecting uh, blockchain projects with zero-knowledge proof while conducting R&D for same technology, will definitely uh, change. Uh, congratulations to the Horizon team. This is just beginning, I think. Thank you. And we're back again. And I thought now might be a good little moment just to have a little chat with Ernesto from Dash. And Ernesto, perhaps you can fill us in a bit on the partnership between Dash and Horizon. Oh, well, hi, Michael. It's, uh, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me here. Um, 
I was just saying to, to the guys offline that it's been interesting to see all the effort that has been going through the, the team and, you know, everything that's been happening in the behind doors to ship the product out. And uh, ourselves, we spoke to Robert and, and the rest of the team about two years ago, and we, we were thinking, how can we put our teams together? How can we leverage each other's technology to create a product that has a great chance of being adopted? So back in the day, we knew that, you know, you guys were creating a second layer technology that could allow for um, some kind of identification or signaling of who's doing what. And Dash has a technology that's uh, great and well-suited for small and micro payments. So that's what we decided to do. And we've been building this. Uh, it's gone through several names and probably the, the final name will be different. But right now it's called uh, uh, Amplifier. So the idea is that people will do tasks and as they do this task, they can get rewarded and then the rewards will be paid out in Dash. So we're thinking of all these people that work in uh, um, industries or, or jobs where you can have a friend do something and then that friend can get paid. But if that friend refers somebody else, then you do not necessarily want to tell the whole chain who is doing what. Um, so that's that's been the first uh, idea of a use case that we're working on. And we hope to deploy it initially on social media to test you know, how people can start talking to their friends and the friends of the friends about all this technology that we're creating. So um, that's has been amazing, not only because the product is very exciting, but also because the process and figuring out how we can use and leverage the technology that's being created or is about to be created is exciting. So uh, the team at Dashcore Group has been very enthusiastic and excited to see what, what we can use about uh, with this. And we're, we would be very thrilled to give this out to both of our communities and see where it takes us. Great, thanks a lot for sharing that, Ernesto. And we'll move on now to a interview with Jason Kovar from GameStation, another one of Horizon's partners. And there will be a quiz after this interview, so be sure to take notes. And with gaming and the metaverse being all the rage at the moment, this is a really interesting and um, exciting conversation I had with Jason. And be ready with your Zen wallet addresses so you can complete the quiz and enter your wallet address. We've got over $1,200 worth of Zen to give away and Horizon swag. So here is Jason from GameStation. So I'm here with Jason. It's nice to meet you. And I thought maybe we'll start off by you introducing yourself to our audience and perhaps telling us what exactly GameStation is. Oh, Michael, thanks a lot. Thanks for the chance to be here. And on behalf of everybody at GameStation, we really appreciate the opportunity to be at such a, a neat and exclusive event like this. We're super excited. Everybody's pumped. So thanks for having us on board. I got a little bit of a cold, so apologies for any kind of extra breathing I got to do here. But uh, yeah, no, GameStation is a, just in a nutshell, more of a high level view, just so that you're your listeners can kind of get a feel for the flavor of the Pringle here is it's a Kickstarter gaming 
in the sense that we're bringing games and lots of games to the crypto community and working with non-crypto gamers as well to bring them into the fold uh, so that people can play games to earn money. That's it in a nutshell. So um, there's a lot of neat things happening in the space. Super hot. I'm sure you're going to touch on it. And if the listener will just hang in there for a few minutes, they may find a nugget or two where they can actually use this to uh, help their own wallet at the end of the day. So let's see where it goes. Great. Well, I'll have my pen and paper ready to, to write down any little gold gems you share. Uh, so essentially, yeah, Kickstarter program, a, a launch pad for gaming projects. Essentially, right. that's in a nutshell, yeah. And can you tell us a little bit about what your current relationship is with Horizon? How did you meet and what has the experience been like working with them so far? <laughs> oh, man. We have, we have how many minutes? So this is, this is the, this is the one of my, probably going to be my funnest question. I don't yeah. know, but, but this is great. So, okay. So uh, here's the real story. You always wonder what happened with how did this? And then, the, okay, here's the deal. So about almost four years ago, I went to just this small little boutique crypto conference when the bear market was starting crypto winter. Everyone was like, Oh, Bitcoin's dying again. Everyone remembers the drama if you were in crypto at that time. And at this conference was a guy named Rob Viglioni, who some of you may know. And he ended up speaking. And afterward, I believe it was him and another colleague of mine who many of you know, his name is Dean Steinbeck. Yep. We yep. ended up at the buffet table meeting and talking. And I'm telling you, it was like a snowball from there. For the rest of the night, the next day, the, the, we just connected and there was just so much synergy in terms of uh, going in the same direction <clears throat> with whether it was horizon specific with their the privacy and crypto and what they were doing and where they were headed and the momentum they had or marketing. Because I used to be, I was, I was heavy. I used to be in medical space, switched into crypto. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I was in the medical space. And before crypto, I switched into marketing for big box brands and Fortune 500 companies. And then I went into crypto. Missed that critical step in around 2000, I don't know, 17 or whatever it was. And almost five years ago. And so, and there I realized, well, wow, it was like a wild west of marketing. I mean, people were just doing some really weird stuff. And it wasn't corporate based at all. And I know that marketing and corporate can be like a bad word with some crypto companies. I totally understand that, you know, I'm not trying to step on anybody's toes, but was trying to be in the experience of being able to share crypto with people so that their adoption could take place. Yeah. There has to be education and explanation on some level or else, you know, you're kind <clears> of, <throat> you could be, you'd be on a treadmill, right? Yeah. So that Rob and I hit it off a lot there and really the rest is, is history. So my experience with them has been amazing. A lot of people don't realize that Viglioni is one of the sharpest tools in the shed. <laughs> Dean Steinbeck is one of the sharpest tools in the shed. Yeah. And I believe that people are, are still not ready and are not going to see Horizon coming. That's my opinion. Everyone has a belly button. That's my opinion. But I think it's going to be like a, a Solana thing or an avalanche. Crypto is very reactive. Mm -hmm. And they're going to see what what's happening with Zendu and they're going to, ah, we got to, uh, you know, get involved. And then you're, we're going to see a rush. This is, yep. this is what I believe is going to happen. hundred percent. I share the same thoughts as well. And yeah, Dean and Rob, they're both superstars on the team. So yeah, we're super lucky to have them. 
And yeah, as you say, I think a lot of people are sleeping on Zendu at the moment and it's going to take them by surprise and they're going to say, what's this project? Where did it come from? And yeah. then, how yeah. come I didn't know? How come I yeah. didn't realize? How come this? Because they're following yeah. this person or that yeah. person or this newsletter. Where yeah, it's okay. It'll get out there, right? Yeah, it will. Yeah, it's like, come on, guys, don't you don't you read Barry Silbert's tweets? <laughs> like he's been telling you for quite a while now. <laughs> like, listen up. Yeah. <laughs> um. So with Zendu releasing on December first, uh, what possibilities do you see opening up for Horizon within the gaming industry? How how can Horizon fit in with this ecosystem? So all we need for that question is like a drum roll. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I think for <clears throat> I think this is a is a great question. I think it's probably somewhat open ended in that I just like there's I mean let's be honest <clears throat> there's different blockchains out there. Some of them are siloed. Some of them aren't. Some of them have more cons and advantages, and some of them have more advantages and cons. And devs usually kind of have a preference. You know, they kind of, maybe they're an ETH maximalist or, or whatever. Maybe they just love Avalanche because they bought it at 10 cents. I don't know. Everyone has these, these different preferences. I think Horizon is going to get a lot of traction in the gaming space because of the way their blockchain operates with the technology behind it. And I think they're also going to get a lot of traction because of the privacy factor. This is not something that the gaming space has seen a lot of. Mm. Blockchain is about transparency, right? Blockchain is about being able to have the public ledger, DLT. Okay, I get that. But there's some people that don't want all their deeds out there and they, they don't want to be doxxed at a moment's notice. And this mm. is going to be good. This yep. is going to be good. So, so I think <clears throat> we're going to try and help do it together with GameStation, who's launching games. I mean, we launch games every, every few days now. And we're very selective. We're very picky. We don't just, we're afraid that the next scam thing, the next scam area is PDE, which means play to earn. We're mm. afraid that that's it. So we have a due diligence team. We vet everything. We generally don't take a project unless the game is good. The quality is good. The community behind it is good. The team is good. The tokenomics are good. Tokenomics are huge. And game mm. economy has to be dialed in. So there's a lot of factors and a lot of the hoops that the people have to jump through these gaming companies before they can go with us. Mm. So, but I think that with Horizon, this is really going to help the gaming ecosystem because at the end of the day for us, we're not, GameStation isn't trying to kill it and get this huge market share. This is, like I said before, it's not corporate America. It's how do we expand the gaming space and help people make money? Oh, that's very nice. That sounds very choir boy, boy scout of you. It's the truth. When we started GameStation two years ago, when we started developing it, the core concept vision was how can we help people make money and not just be another blockchain? What can mm -hmm. we do? PDE solved that issue in space for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit distracting because I've got a toddler trying to open the door here <laughs> just at that moment, but that's okay. Keeping it real. That's yeah, okay. keeping Keep it, it real. real. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my oh, wife. we said hi. Hello that's from right. a Zen and Game Station. Yeah. So, my, yeah, my <laughs> wife's got a hands full at the, at the moment, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so, as you were saying, privacy, super important. We don't want everything out in the open. And I guess with the play to earn space and metaverse and gaming it, there's a whole economy on there with nfts and everything else and we don't necessarily want to see everyone uh, we don't want everyone to see exactly what we own what nfts how much we paid for them how much we sold them for um it seems crazy that that's the standard at the moment 
Um, it's just, yeah, complete opposite to how the real world works. And I think it's only a matter of time before privacy um, really jumps in and, and takes over. That's an amazing point. You know, a lot of people, you just said more than a lot of people have really thought through yet. And so I, I validate, commend and confirm that hundred percent. That's a, yeah. a very important area that people haven't really, that hasn't gotten, been gotten around to yet, maybe. But yeah. I think this is going to be a nice solution. Yeah. Yeah. And are there any gaming projects in particular that you've thought about and think, ah, oh, Horizon would be a perfect fit to, to work with them? Are there any that come to mind that you'd like to see Horizon work with? All of them. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's probably not that probably doesn't sound like a very good answer, but yeah. Honestly, all of them. I mean, I really think there's something to be said for the privacy factor, as you pointed out, you know, maybe mm. someone owns 10 cyberpunk or whatever they may own. Maybe they don't want that out there. Maybe mm. they don't want everyone to know. And so our, our, our keeping, I guess the question maybe for me is, is our keeping payment details private? Is it absolutely necessary? People would argue no. Some people would argue yes. But is it preferred? Most people would say, yeah. Mm. I mean, when you go to a play to win game and you buy something, is it just out there for everyone to see who you are, what you've done and you're already doxxed? No, no. So, so this is something that I think holds a lot of value that it's in discovery mode yeah. at the moment, right? Mm. In a way we're speculating about how it will play out in the gaming space, but we're all the all the, everything's lined up the ducks are in a row so it should it should move forward very well and i'd like to see all gaming projects consider it because we're a multi-chain launch pad mm. uh we're a multi-chain launch pad so having something like zen there with this option i think it's amazing so yeah we just right so a lot of games come pre-built on x chain but by doing that, they sometimes will limit or silo or put a glass ceiling in terms of users. Mm. So, right, by having them start to maybe pour it over or build on some other chain, I think there could be a lot of advantages to that. Great. And this year we've seen the incredible rise of play-to-earn games like Axie Infinity and Metaverse projects like Decentraland recently that's had a big price explosion. And yeah. especially with Facebook recently announcing Meta, it seems the narrative and focus of 2022 will be on the Metaverse and gaming. And I wonder how do you see crypto gaming evolving next year? And when do you think the big boys like EA and others will make the jump to crypto? Michael, these are good questions. Yeah. I don't usually get asked this. So, <clears throat> and I appreciate it. Uh, so let's start with the last part first, the big boys, when will they jump in? I can say with certainty, and I have some proof that the big boys are looking at how to do this. They are looking at how to migrate to blockchain or to maybe shift the legacy here or there to blockchain but it's very difficult for them. I mean, we have to think in terms of a massive corporation that's making tons of money on a model that still works, right? So think Titanic, small rudder. They wanna move, but it's like, mm, <clears throat> it's real slow. So in terms of timelines, I don't give any. I don't, I don't, I, I see the gaming, gaming is, is so hot right now. I mean, NFTs are so hot right now. Metaverses are 
so hot that it's insane. Everything's going to pump in this space. And I don't know how much longer the bull market in Bitcoin may go before we have a drop and we do a little bear and then the next bull comes. But I, just, I, I think gaming <clears throat> completely makes it through that bull all the way. And I think in the bear, it can still work because like the model for GameStation, for example, is, is it's more of a, a service that's, that's it's in our lives. We have some, we have some um, charts and whatnot to show this, but in a nutshell and from just a high level, uh, you know, if Bitcoin crashes, Michael, are you going to stop taking a shower? Are you going to stop going to the store? Right? Are you going to not turn the lights on anymore and not use electricity? Well, you might use less if you're yeah. wall. <laughs> but are you not going to send your kids to school? These are services that you use on a regular basis. Yeah. Studies have shown that when people are depressed or they lost money, they gain more, not less. Mm. So gaming is kind of interestingly weaving its way into the fabric of the culture as a root, as a service that's key to their lives or implemented into their lives. And this will sustain a bear market well if the in-game economies of the games and the tokenomics are situated for the gamer benefit, which which many of them are. Some some aren't so great. We don't we don't touch or launch those, but we don't know how each game will do. We don't control each team, right? We just mm. help to to go out there with them. So that's a a long-winded answer. Remind me the first parts of the question again, if you wouldn't mind. Um, so how um, do you see crypto gaming evolving next year? Uh, yeah. Oh, because Axie, right? Yeah, Axie and, and Centraland okay. and yeah. Yes, yes. And Sand, Sand recently. Sand, yep, yeah. Through the roof, right? Yeah, so yeah. we see Meta having a real future. I believe personally that eventually when we get to the point where we have the, the Facebook, Facebook is developing a game which is a metaverse game that people aren't really aware of yet that when it comes out it's going to i think dwarf the whole social media scene yeah. it's going to be huge and mm. they are they were very savvy to change their name to meta because that's exactly what it is and i believe over time as we're get used to the devices and these different things the the vr world the ar world virtual reality augmented reality is going to be somewhat incomprehensible from our real life. Mm. So pretty soon we're going to be spending much more time over here. Look at what you and I are doing. Mm. We're in a we're in a metaverse in a sense. Metaverse just means everything digital. We pay our bank online. We're talking right now online. We're shopping online. Crypto brought ownership. So crypto brought the ability to I can own my assets, my NFTs, whereas before that didn't exist. I can spend now in this specifically in this digital space now. So people are going to be really migrating over there. So I see play to earn going very big. I think I see people quitting jobs in factories and playing games at home. Um, I see this really unfolding. And in some ways, it's amazing. In other ways, we need people, we need skilled people out there who still have skills, not just amazing at moving the, the, the toggles to, to win the game. So mm. we, we also want to bring educational games into this so that people can still learn. And it's not just about beating the next guy. It's about understanding the world around you for the social, the moral, the ethical, all those things that are important in individuals that those still are, are maintained as well. So we're trying to keep our finger on the pulse of everything. And it's, it's quite extensive. 
Yeah, definitely. There's a, yeah, a lot, a lot going on and certainly an exciting future. And, and you were mentioning as well, um, when people are depressed and in the bear market, you know, often play games more. That's one thing that we missed during the last bear market. We didn't have this whole um, play to earn space. So it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out during the next market cycle. Because um, I know even a lot of the projects that I'd invested in um, during that last bear cycle, some of them hadn't even had staking launched yet. So they weren't earning any yield for me at all during that that time. So it was uh, a lot harder for many people to really, you know, to survive that bear market because they're not getting anything from some of those projects. Whereas maybe the next cycle, we, we can play games and still earn. And it's like, oh, okay, I can get through this. This is a, another another thing just to, to keep you going. And I think that's going to be really um interesting to see how that unfolds great point we're all excited to see how it unfolds too it's it's hard to kind of speculate but we can look at the past and try and see how it rhymes with the future to one degree or another so yeah yeah we'll see soon i maybe great well thanks very much for your time jason it's been wonderful having you on and chatting and really excited to see what you do with horizon going forward and i'm sure many people out there watching will be keeping a close eye on game station now oh listen the pleasure is all mine thank you for having me on 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 behalf of all the again on behalf of everybody at game station thank you to you and everybody at horizon you guys have an amazing team top tier triple a grade project without a doubt and we definitely see you guys moving forward. And, and in any way we can assist or help, love to do it. Great. Thank you. Thanks, Jason. Bye-bye. And we're back. So a lot of exciting things happening in the gaming world. And for those of you that were taking notes, we have a quiz. So Erica is going to post the link in the chat now. And we've got over $1,000 worth of Zen and Horizon swag to give away. So be sure to complete the quiz and good luck to everyone doing that. I was reading some of the comments in the chat and uh, we've got a few comments about the moustache in there. I saw someone said it was glorious. Someone uh, said it reminded them of Mario and Luigi. So uh, I thought we might do a little vote because uh, my wife wasn't too happy with it and she ended up winning. I had to cut it off. But a, a yay or a nay, a thumbs up or a thumbs down for the moustache. Should I grow it back or not for the next live stream and see if you'll make my wife happy or very upset. And I saw another question as well about uh, Korean exchanges and whether Horizon will be listed on any Korean exchanges. So I thought maybe we'll just ask Varno on what the latest news is with Korean exchange integrations. Thanks, Michael. Uh, so actually, we have been listed in at Korean exchange in the past, but the thing is that due to regulator pressure, those exchanges had to delist Zen and other coins with privacy features in it. Right now, so yeah, at the moment the situation uh, there is that no Korean exchange has any cryptocurrency with privacy features, but I think yeah, once the regulation situation is better here, once there is more legal clarity, I think we will have a better possibility to get back on Korean exchanges. But we certainly have uh, those integrations and those partnerships uh, in the loop. We are constantly pinging those guys 
our, our partners there to see if the situation is any better. But so far, yeah, it's not not, not any better right now. Mm. Yeah, it's a shame, but hopefully in the future we'll think things will change and we'll be able to get listed in Korea so the Korean army can have better access to it. And we'll move on now to our next interview with Liat Aronson from Horizon Labs. And for those that still haven't completed the quiz yet, it is in the chat, the link. So be sure to go there for your chance to win some Zen. And here is my chat with Liat. So I'm here with Liat Aronson, the COO, Chief Operating Officer at Horizon Labs. It's great to connect with you, Liat. Great to connect with you too. <laughs> So I thought today we'll just talk a little bit about Horizon Labs and the relationship with Horizon and a little bit about your role there, what you do and um, what Horizon Labs is currently working on and their future path forward and things like that. I'm sure there'll be plenty to talk about. So I thought perhaps just to start off, can you tell us a little bit about Horizon Labs? Um, who are they and what has the journey been like so far? Sure. So Horizon Labs is a uh, commercial spin-off out of the Horizon public blockchain. So in an effort to help open up the ecosystem, we thought that we could raise equity funding in order to be able to spend sums of money on building technology on behalf of, of Horizon blockchain. The idea was to really go on the technological innovation. I think Horizon had done an amazing job with financial innovation until then. And the realization was in order to make it a real utility, we needed some technological innovation and that's where Horizon Labs comes in. So um, although we have built the technology to be blockchain agnostic, our goal and mission is to help open up the Horizon ecosystem. Yeah. Excellent. And I noticed you mentioned funding there in, in that answer. And I was reading your, your bio earlier. And one thing that stood out to me was that you're an expert in acquiring funding. Uh, I saw you have a keen interest in entrepreneurship and have developed programs for entrepreneurs to take ideas and turn them into funded startups. And you also have excellent legal qualifications and experience in mergers and acquisitions. How do you feel these skills have helped with your role at Horizon Labs? And recently, Horizon Labs acquired $7 million in seed funding, and no doubt your experience and expertise had a huge impact with that. Um, well, first of all, thank you. <laughs> um, I think that just shows that I've been around for a while, yes. but uh, I did start out as a mergers and acquisitions lawyer and then transitioned into an entrepreneurship educator. Gave me a lot of different vantage points of what the entrepreneurial ecosystem looks like. Um, from ideation through also to funding and operating a company. I think it's not only about expertise, it's also about networks. So over those years, and because Israel is a, a hotbed for innovation and funding activities, both uh, from the local ecosystem and VC funds from abroad, I've had some experience in that sense. I was also a VC investor for two years in, um, in a New York, uh, Tel Aviv, venture fund that was focusing on uh, series A, B uh, kind of companies. So yeah, I think the experience and the network did help in the end, an introduction to someone that a colleague of mine from an organization called the Kaufman Fellows. It's like an investors network that I belong to. 
that connection with Jihan from Kinetic actually led to the pricing of the round and what uh, turned into a really um, very nice uh, rounding out of our seed round. We'd had a convertible note and then we raised an additional $7 million um, at a very nice uh, valuation compared to the cap on the convertible. So showing that the market is very much um, uh, optimistic and supportive of what we're doing. That's, that's excellent. And what does this funding mean for the future and growth of Horizon Labs? Where, where is this going to be put to use? Um, in many ways. So first and foremost, it was to give us the buffer we need to continue the technological development. As I'm sure you realize, what is eminently launching, um, and we're so excited about it, is some very hefty um, technological innovation. And that took many man hours and will take many more in order to make it a, you know, a robust set of tools and um, uh, products that will enable really any developer or company or startup to be able to take our SDK and be able to build on it. So uh, for us, that funding was First of all, you know, it, it gives you the confidence to continue building because you, you've got that kind of um, supportive backwind, but also it's also the kind of funding that allows you to be able to do the very aggressive hiring. We started out in 2021 with 20 employees and are now edging to 40. So that obviously helps in that department. Wow, that's yeah, certainly a lot, a lot of growth happening there. Forty employees. I didn't realize uh, we've got that many now. Um, yeah. and most of them, and, and mo sorry, and, and most of them are engineers. So, and we're just now getting into the place where we're starting to grow our business development team. So far, Dean, who's been handling the business development absolutely amazingly, um, has really worked with a team of basically two. He and Caspers, and they've done amazing job but in order to really scale that we need to also hire in the business development team mm. and then the more engineers and the more business development the more back end you need in order to kind of so it's you know it's like a cyclical thing but we are looking for a very um expansive 2022 excellent and uh what, what are some of the projects uh, you're working on at the moment so again going back to your first question um horizon lab sees itself as an enabler to opening up the ecosystem. And in order to do that, we realize that to entice users and customers, we need to make it, we need to make generally blockchain and specifically the Horizon blockchain more accessible to users. And the way that we're going to do that is by um, helping. So our BD team is making connections with um, organizations that want our blockchains and we're going to help build them. And then the idea is that every product that we build, whether it's for um, a third party customer or for the Horizon network, will then be able to be scaled and offered to other users. So we're building a whole array of products. The lead one is our ZK audit, which is an essentially an auditing function for decentralized network. So think, like Ernst and Young, but for networks that are online and are highly centralized. So a way to kind of prove that something happened without actually showing 
uh, the details of the transaction. It's a great use case for us because it highlights what our expertise is, which is blockchain infrastructure with zero knowledge. We are a zero knowledge enabled network of blockchain, and that is um, a perfect example of that capability. But we have many more in stock. Yes, excellent. You spend a lot of time traveling, particularly between Israel and New York, and also the Milan office um, of Horizon Labs. And I'm wondering, from an international perspective, can you tell us a bit about the global impact of crypto that you are witnessing and what type of trends are you observing? You know, probably the basic trend that I um, see is that crypto companies tend to be remote. And I think unlike many startups in fintech or um, SaaS companies that service B2B business to business, I think the United States is not the focus. I think this is a worldwide um, a world, worldwide market. And so it's fitting that companies are remote and we started remote first and we've maintained that. We have our engineering team in Milan. We have our product team uh, growing in New York. We've got the rest of the team scattered really all over the United States and Europe and, and Asia. And, and we feel that that's um, actually part of, of this wider world trend and, and believe that it really hones in with a whole message of blockchain and decentralization. So a world that doesn't have the kind of borders that we're used to. And, and I see that in trends in conferences I've gone to as well. I think this is definitely the ethos of this community and why everyone in the community, I think, is excited about that. Excellent. And talking about excitement with Zendu uh, launching or having launched now by the time we're playing this uh, interview, um, I'm just wondering what impact do you see Zendu having on the industry and why should people care when they have thousands of other chains and projects to choose from? Well, you know, I think we're in a nascent part or a nascent time in the development of this of this technology. And so I think a lot of our competitors are also doing really great things and we're all learning from each other. I think what we have going for us is a, a very active community, a really large and robust node network. I think our expertise in the technology is a differentiating point because use of zero knowledge is not as prevalent. Although I do think some of our competitors are starting to do that. We all kind of watch what's going on. And really, I don't think it's a race to having one winner. I think one of the ideas of decentralization is that there will be different products and they will interact with each other. Um, and that's what we're looking toward building in our 2022 roadmap. So abilities to engage with other blockchains. And that interoperability means that there doesn't have to be one, you know, and I think this is a big difference from what's going on in tech right now. So instead of, you know, the big five, maybe this is a, a truly decentralized world where there are many, many more and emergent ones coming in and, and taking shape and taking place. I think what's special about us is our, first and foremost, our technological ability, and, and then, of course, our robust node network and community. Excellent, excellent perspective. And just talking about the node network as well, for those that don't know, Horizon has the largest node network in the industry and more nodes than even Bitcoin and Ethereum combined. So that's quite a, a massive achievement um, to hold that crown in the space. 
And I really just to, to add to that, I think that is part of Rob's vision from the get go and, and Horizon's vision of trying to make sure that there and it, it's it's really the innovation of Horizon in the first place to be inclusive and incentivizing to all participants in the ecosystem. And that is why the SDK and, it, and everything that we've built also allows developers to have economic um, participation in the side chains or in the blockchain instances that they put out there. And that again is part of this um, understanding that in order to create a robust ecosystem, all parties need to be incentivized financially. Yeah, that's a great point. And just to close our uh, little chat tonight, I'd like to ask you uh, this last question. So women in crypto are often underrepresented and no doubt you are a strong role model for women in this industry. Do you have any advice for female entrepreneurs who may be considering a career in crypto? Absolutely. And I have generally advice for uh, women in entrepreneurship. So um, I'm, I, I feel privileged to have gotten to a place where I'm a role model and, um, and I do a lot of giving back in, in that community. So I'm, um, uh, I'm a mentor in many programs that help bolster women in entrepreneurship generally and specifically in crypto. I think crypto offers an incredible opportunity for women specifically because actually because there aren't a lot of women, there's a lot of uh, advantage to being, um, you know, the, the kind of odd egg in the room. I think people tend to remember you more and maybe listen to you more. I think that also puts a, a burden in a sense, but it's also an opportunity. I've never found that being a woman has been a hindrance, but I have found it to be um, and I really, really encourage women to, you know, to go out there. Remote companies make for work flexible work-life balance and crypto is booming and there's a lot of financial reward available, which I think is also important to financial independence. Um, anyway, I could talk about that for hours. And in fact, I do in many um, opportunities, but um, if anyone wants to reach out, they can find me on Discord or um, any other uh, channel and I'm happy to discuss anything with any female entrepreneur thinking about or um, anyone interested in uh, getting into crypto. Great. Thank you so much, Liad. It's been a really great uh, opportunity to chat with you and I learned a lot more about the Horizon Labs ecosystem. So thanks for sharing all your knowledge with us and all the best for Horizon Labs going forward. Well, and all the best for Horizon and our big delivery. We're so excited um, and great to meet you too, Michael. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Liat. And we're back live again, and it's quiz time. So Eric is going to share a link in the chat for everyone that wants to win some free Zen and Horizon swag. Be sure to complete that quiz in the YouTube chat. And we're going to move on now in a couple of minutes because we'll give you time to think through those questions. And uh, next up, we'll have Gemma Zhu from Fork Ventures. And does anyone else want to say anything in particular to the community while we're waiting a couple of minutes just for people to complete this quiz? Sorry to put everyone on the spot like that.
I think Erica has some some comments. I'm very much on the spot. Um, sure, I'll go ahead and uh, introduce myself. I'm Erica. I am the marketing manager here at Horizon. Um, I have had the incredible pleasure of working with the team and um, the community for the last three years now. I've really focused a lot on working with the ambassador program and our ambassadors here. Uh, if you guys are not aware of the Horizon Ambassador Program, it is a build your own style ambassador program where people really get to choose uh, how they contribute to Horizon and earn for their time, which uh, is really great if you are a content creator, a community manager, or just somebody who's really, really uh, into Horizon and what we're doing here. Uh, I highly recommend you check out our program. It's really great. Apply online at horizon.io slash ambassadors. We'd love to figure out how you can contribute to Horizon and our community and earn for your time. Thank you very much. And uh, I will vouch for it. I'm a uh, part of that program as well. And yeah, it's really great. Um, a lot of support there with Erica and everyone else. And I'd encourage you all to be involved if you want to help see the Horizon ecosystem grow. And actually, that will segue quite well into uh, a couple of short little clips from others and evangelists. I'll just play them and then we'll jump into the interview with Gemma Zhu. This is my Zen story and why I chose Zen as my journey. Hori Zen has such a great potential and uh, the vision is to overcome our the current if problems, high fees, slow transactions and users angry about how the things are going. When uh, Zendu will go live on the mainnet, all the issues will be gone. I just chose to be one of the Zen Vengalists to tell people about Zen and how great it is, to put the potential in the spotlights and tell others that this is the future. You can be part of it by joining our program and just enjoy our benefits from a beautiful swag to a great community full of good vibes. J'ai choisi de joindre au projet Horizon pour cette technologie, la communauté et pour l'équipe. Les fondateurs sont vraiment très transparents, sont accessibles, toujours présents pour répondre à nos questions en cas de besoin. Ils font également régulièrement des mises à jour. À chaque lundi, la communauté se rencontre afin de, de bien expliquer les étapes qui ont été suivies pour la continuité du projet. Horizon, selon moi, est construit sur des excellentes bases, pas juste sur la spéculation. En ce moment, il y a environ peut-être plus de 3500 projets blockchain, puis ils ne sont pas tous nécessairement euh, utiles, je dirais. Euh, C'est le réseau qui est probablement le plus décentralisé en ce moment, avec 48 000 nœuds. Il n'y a aucun autre projet qui, qui s'en approche. Euh, ils ont également une super belle gouvernance qui permet de bien répartir les récompenses pour les gens qui participent au réseau. 
Euh, le programme m'a fait rencontrer des personnes vraiment extraordinaires et passionnées un peu partout dans le monde. Euh, moi, je viens du Canada, donc j'ai eu la chance de rencontrer, euh, discuter avec des gens de la France, des États-Unis, euh, en Europe, Asie. Euh, C'est super intéressant. Ça m'a permis également de m'améliorer beaucoup aussi au niveau de mes compétences techniques, puis aussi d'en de, apprendre davantage sur le projet Horizon. Euh, pour terminer, j'aimerais ça inviter tous les gens qui sont passionnés par la blockchain ou la crypto-monnaie à rejoindre notre équipe. On travaille très, très fort, mais on a beaucoup de plaisir à participer tous ensemble. Donc, joignez notre superbe équipe dans cette belle aventure. Alors, pourquoi j'ai choisi de devenir un évangéliste au Brésil? Euh, en fait, j'étais déjà pas mal impliqué dans le projet Horizon avant la mise en place euh, du programme d'ambassadeur. J'avais déjà quelques aides, bien sûr. Un autre, j'avais fait quelques articles sur la faussette et le montage d'un autre, notamment. Euh, ensuite, j'avais rempli un, une tâche dans le HDE qui consistait à écrire de la documentation sur les sidechains et le SDK Zendu. Et donc tout ça, c'était avant la mise en place du programme de Zenvangelis. Donc c'était une suite logique pour moi finalement d'adhérer au programme. Et euh, quand j'ai vu qu'il y avait des stickers et des t-shirts offerts, euh, bah, j'ai foncé tête baissée, obligé. Alors comment le programme a-t-il été bénéfique pour moi et pour la communauté Horizon Alors, pour, euh, pour chaque Zenvangelis qui va s'inscrire, et pour moi c'est évident, il n'y a pas de meilleur moyen pour en apprendre plus sur un sujet que d'essayer de l'expliquer aux autres. C'est-à-dire que qu'on écrive des articles, qu'on en traduise, qu'on fasse des conférences de vulgarisation, qu'on donne des cours ou qu'on écrive du code, plus on explique un sujet et plus on le maîtrise soi-même. Voilà, parce que pour, pour expliquer aux autres, on est obligé d'aller au fond des choses et de les maîtriser. Sinon, on ne sait pas les expliquer. Voilà, donc ça c'est pour la partie technique. Après, il y a aussi la partie partage, bien sûr, euh, partager son savoir et aider les autres euh, à mettre le pied à l'étrier. C'est euh, valorisant humainement aussi, donc euh, ouais, c'est pas, pas à négliger. Ensuite, pour la communauté Horizon, ce qu'elle y gagne, ben, c'est euh, plus d'investissement de la part des gens. Et bien sûr, ben, plus de documentation, plus de ressources, plus de regards euh, différents sur le code quand il y a un problème de code à résoudre plus de traduction, donc plus de public touché, et, euh, et pour les utilisateurs en général, bah, c'est plusieurs, euh, plusieurs visions partagées, donc plus de façons d'aborder l'écosystème Horizon qui est touffu, et donc euh, c'est bien d'avoir plusieurs portes d'entrée. Qu'est-ce que je pourrais bien dire à d'autres personnes qui voudraient s'impliquer davantage dans la communauté d'Horizon ah, alors déjà, je dirais qu'il y a de la place pour tout le monde. Hein, ça, ça se voit au niveau de la diversité des tâches qui sont proposées sur l'HDE. C'est-à-dire qu'on soit euh, traducteur, développeur, créateur de contenu, euh, il y a vraiment de la place pour tous les profils. Euh, dès lors qu'on veut aider le projet Horizon, on, on trouvera une tâche à faire. Voilà, je leur dirais aussi que ça leur fera du bien de s'impliquer dans un projet. Et alors pourquoi celui-là en particulier bah, Ça c'est une affaire de conviction, hein, mais euh, moi je trouve que le projet est prometteur, solide, il y a une énorme équipe derrière, euh, des gens qui sont compétents et toujours pronts à expliquer ce qu'ils font, euh, notamment avec les, les Weekly Insiders, on en apprend beaucoup sur le projet, les gens prennent vraiment le temps d'expliquer, que ce soit au niveau marketing, technique, enfin, c'est euh, vraiment un projet qui est, qui est énormément tourné vers ses utilisateurs. Et, et ensuite, eh c'est ce qu'on fait en ce moment, hein, l'arrivée de Zendu. Euh, ça, les sidechains, c'est vraiment euh, 
pour moi une révolution pour le projet Horizon et, euh, et même pour la, pour la blockchain en général. Ça va vraiment euh, être un grand pas, je pense. Bon, on verra ça plus tard peut-être. <rire> Euh, et le petit bonus, euh, bah, les évangélistes ont, ont des réductions dans la boutique et il y a vraiment des super objets dans la boutique. I'm here with Gemma Zhu from Fork Ventures. It's great to have you here. Hi Michael, great to be here. And I thought we might just start off just by discussing a little bit about what Fork Ventures is and what your role is supporting Horizon. Sure. So Fork Ventures um, is a vehicle where my partners and I make uh crypto investments through um you know we've all been in crypto since early 2017 um uh, uh, mostly investing in early stage projects um uh as well as you know, a bit of trading and and some sort of um, advisory to help out our portfolio companies um and and you know so far we've got a probably a, i would say a a, um, a portfolio size of around 35 to 40 projects Um, uh, and, and they've largely all done quite well, um, even those who, many of those who've survived through the, uh, the bear market uh, or the last bear market. And I was introduced to, uh, to Horizon, um, uh, team at Horizon, up in the team at Horizon actually um, early this year um, by one of, one of the exchanges that I'm quite close with. And, and to be honest, I didn't realize Horizon had rebranded to uh, Horizon was a rebrand of Zencash. Um, back in 2017, when I first got into crypto, I actually held some Zencash. Um, I was always very fascinated by the, the privacy aspects. Um, and, and, but then, you know, didn't really follow um, how, how it's evolved and, and iterated over the years. And, and so when I was introduced to, to Rob and the team um, early this year, I realized, wow, you know, it, it has come a long way since Um, just a privacy coin um, and it's growing into a essentially layer one solution um, with, with mainnet coming up you know, it, um, very shortly um, and and you know given the it, it's it's privacy centric right as, as, a, as an ecosystem the, the technology itself is privacy centric and I, I can see a lot of applications um, particularly around finance um, and and so and And given the, the networks, the investor networks, the, the founder networks I've built up in the, in the last few years. Um, so what I'm doing now with Horizon is really helping uh, the team at Horizon to, to grow the ecosystem uh, by introducing more projects, uh, more founders, uh, to first understand what the technology is about and also to then cross over and, and build on, on, this, um, uh, on the mainnet. Excellent. And you're mentioning financial applications and, um, and privacy. So I guess that's a really a key thing going forward um, with, with the space. And uh, I want to also ask you, um, because with your advisory roles, you have probably a lot of great insight into this area. And uh, the team lead, Rob Viglione, has spoken a lot about opening up the ecosystem So I'm just wondering, where do you see Horizon's current state of ecosystem growth and what are you expecting over the next 12 months? Um, I, I think, you know, Horizon at the moment with the, um, the mainnet launch, um, you know, it, it's really time to, uh, to take the name, you know, get the, get, it, get the name out there and let everyone know what, what it is about, right? So having, having spoken to many of my portfolio projects as well as other founders and investors, Uh, many of them are, are not familiar with uh, what, what Horizon is about, what the technology is about. 
Um, but they did, you know, when I say Zencash, it, it, it does raise a, it does ring a bell. Um, so I think there is, you know, it's almost like Horizon is 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 a, a blank piece of paper at the moment in terms of ecosystem growth, and, and partly, and that's largely because um, apps or D apps haven't been able to be built on it yet, given that mainnet is around the corner. Um, but I, I do see that in the next twelve to eighteen months, or even you know, twenty four months, is where we'll see this acceleration um, in the in the number of D apps that will come into the to the ecosystem, particularly in DeFi, um, and, and and that will go in parallel when with the um, the the growth or or the improvements in the infrastructure within um, Horizon, right? So making it making the bridges. Um, EVM compatibility, um, and, and therefore that will enable various other um, additional tooling to be built, and DEXs, AMMs, all the key components of DeFi, right, uh, uh, to come on board. And obviously, you know, another verticals would be uh, NFTs, Metaverse, um, but I, I do see sort of DeFi, given the privacy-centric, um, uh, uh, um, I guess, uh, characteristic of, of Horizon, I think DeFi is probably the the, the, the first and, and the the most um, uh, low hanging fruit use case. Great. So you're mentioning several trends just then: metaverse, NFTs, and DeFi, which are all the rage at the moment. And your pick of those three, you think DeFi is where uh, Horizon is going to make uh, its first big splash this coming year? Yeah, I, I do think so. Um, you know, having spoken with the team many times, as well as other, you know, other other founders, it's uh, it's it's really you know it, it, it's lacking a lot of the the core elements of, of DeFi, and I think that's where the opportunity right is. You know, it, it doesn't have any of the existing um, DeFi infrastructure that other ecosystems have. Yeah. So yeah, so I think that that's where where the the growth uh, will initially be. Great, and that's perhaps the, the largest impact you can see Zendu having mm-hmm. on the cryptocurrency industry. Uh, absolutely, and, and the great thing I love about Zendu is the fact that these, you know, these side chains allow um, applications to essentially um, be on the chains that suits its particular use case. Right, rather be on, all on on the same chain. You know, if it's, if it's an NFT platform versus say an AMM, where the requirements are different. Um, you know, they, they focus on different things, then they can be on their own uh, side chain, right? While still having the security of the main chain. So I think that's that's really where, and, and, not, and not fight over, you know, um, block space or, or uh, uh, and, and if a chain gets congested, they can move on to, on to another chain, another side chain. So I think that's where the scalability, you know, the, um, the ability to, to ex- grow exponentially um, really comes in. Excellent. Well, thanks so much, Gemma, for those great insights. And it's been lovely chatting with you. Great. Thanks, Michael. And we're back again, and it's time for another quiz. So I hope you're all paying attention. And just for those that are joining us or weren't here earlier, these quizzes, we've got over $1,000 worth of Zen and Horizon swag to give away. And everyone that completes the quiz will get some Zen. And those who get all the answers correct will get a little bit extra. And the people that complete the quiz first, they'll get the gift voucher for the Horizon Swag Store. And Eric has just shared that in the chat. So be sure to complete that survey and you can win some Zen. All right, we'll perhaps have a quick little look 
with uh, Victor in the Milan office who has a new Horizon mascot to share with everyone. So I'll see if I can pin your video. There we go. That's the, uh, I'll hide the banner. That's the Horizon mascot in the Milan office. Very nice, Victor. Thanks for sharing. You're welcome. <laughs> and I love the uh, the Horizon logo on the um, oh, on his shirt as well. <laughs> yeah, maybe Excellent. Alberto can give us some some inputs as to the the story behind the the minion. I mean, uh, regarding the story, there is not a let me say. It. Uh, is there a story? <laughs> this is the point. Huh? Is there a story? I mean, at some point, uh, we thought that would, be, would have been fun to have a, uh, a huge minion at the entrance of the office with the with the Ryzen logo, and, uh, and we did it. It was much simpler. The the minion does all all the work. Uh, yeah, doing, uh, we yeah. tried. We tried. We tried. <laughs> but it's just helpful with bananas. Nothing more. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, someone tried to dress him in different ways, and um, so, but yeah, it's a, it's a funny presence in the in the in the office. So whenever when you enter in the office, this is almost the first thing that you see. So you you understand immediately what is the mood. And Zen Baby number one loves it. Anna Sophia loves uh, when she goes into the office. She just runs into uh, hugs hugs the minion. It's it's hard to hug it. I mean, uh, yeah, oh, it's very large. It's large. I mean, it's, it's how much does it weigh? It's pretty heavy. It's pretty heavy. I I don't know, but um, probably more than seventy kilos or something like that. It's one point seventy meters. So. Uh, it's quite high as well, and but it's very soft. No? So, yeah. so maybe this is the reason. Anna Sofia loves so much. Yeah, we have some nice pictures with the, with the team members uh, with the, with the minion. That's great. That's a great Thanks. day. Thank you. So it's <laughs> it's not only no no uh, painful howls. It's also uh, playful environment <laughs> exactly i mean we can we can do better eh? maybe who knows <laughs> great well we might move on to the next interview with matt burke from foundry and uh, if anyone has any questions they want to ask the team uh, be sure to write them down in the chat and we'll see if we can answer a few of them before we finish and I see one there which says Zen uh, asking about Horizon if they're looking to switch to proof of stake similar to Zcash or will you remain proof of work? So my understanding is that we're remaining proof of work for the foreseeable future and if there is going to be a time where there is a change that will be once there's voting enabled and it'll be put to a community vote but I don't think that's on the horizon anytime soon. But uh, let's remind everyone that we have our, our sidechain systems, our proof of stake. So we, we have the utmost security of the proof of work with our main chain and our the sidechain system, which is an Ouroboros space, uh, our proof of stake. So it's uh, 
believe we have the a perfect balance in the uh, for foreseeable future. And Albert, I'm not sure if you want to mention anything more. Yeah, um, let's. Uh, we can add also this thing that. In reality, uh, with uh, Lados, we are uh, proving the whole history of the sidechain. This uh, has the advantage, I mean, beyond all the, all the advantages that uh, for, for communicating between uh, the sidechain and the main chain, uh, there is the advantage of, uh, uh, let me say, having the possibility of having a succinct state, uh, a, a succinct proof of the state of the blockchain. This means that uh, um, for a sidechain, you will be able, for example, to have, um, to not to download the whole history uh, up to the current deep, but you have a proof of the state at that moment. Uh, and so we have, beyond the fact of being proof of stake, we are even able uh, to um, introduce this additional possibility to not have to download the whole history of the sidechain. And, and so, and this can be uh, also extended uh, in the future to the major. Great, thanks for expanding on that. And I also see there are some people asking for Angie to say hello to the community. So if you're there, Angie, do you want to say a quick hello to everyone? Yeah, sure. So hi, everyone. Um, I'm Angie, uh, one of the OGs at Horizon, and uh, the, just the title is starting start to get very familiar uh, with me being uh, around here for the past four years. Uh, so I've, uh, I have proof that uh, this team has grown so much um, that we have overcome a lot of difficulties, but also a lot of fun times and also great successes. So I'm super happy and glad to still be part of this project. Uh, seeing it uh, evolve uh, and be part of that is, I think it's a huge privilege um, in anyone's career and something that almost everybody could uh, wish for. Um, also being in the blockchain space and the crypto industry, which is not something that a lot of people get to say because it's a very competitive industry for sure. So super glad and happy to be here, to be celebrating with everyone. Um, congratulations to the whole team for the Sendu launch. I was a uh, witness of the whole uh, effort and really, really the time that was put into all of this uh, behind the scenes. There's a lot of work always happening almost at any time uh, because we're all distributed, which is great. Um, and yeah, super happy and also humble to still be a part of the community, to the project, um, and just kind of like be uh, behind the scenes also contributing uh, here and there with Horizon. So uh, this is just the beginning, so we're celebrating, but like uh, as Rob always uh, says, this is just the start and we have to keep on pushing, keep on moving forward. And I, I'm pretty sure that a lot of exciting things are coming as well. Um, the 2022 roadmap is still kind of like a surprise for almost everyone, including me. But I'm super excited to to see it and discover what we're going to be doing um, uh, just kind of like in, in here and, and still uh, contributing to the blockchain and crypto space. So uh, greetings to everyone out there, uh, to our global community. Really, it's, it's really fun to see people out there from everywhere. Um, and just uh, someone that likes Horizon, I think it's it's very uh, valuable for everyone and for each one of us. And thank you. Okay. Thanks, Angie. I'm here with Matt Burke, and it's great to have you on. You're a Zen evangelist, and you also yep. work for a company called Foundry, 
And Correct. perhaps yep. you, you can tell us a little bit about your role there and how you became involved with Horizon as well. Yeah, yeah, sure thing. So Foundry is it's a wholly owned subsidiary of Digital Currency Group, DCG. We are the, um, the infrastructure arm. We're focused on decentralizing infrastructure, both on the proof of work side of the world, as well as the proof of stake side of the world. And so my role at Foundry, I work as a blockchain data analyst, and my role really entails a lot of um, pro- both product and project management on the staking side of our business. So on November 10th, we publicly launched our staking business. We've been staking internally, both our own assets, DCG's assets, Genesis's assets for uh, over a year and a half now. Uh, but as of a couple of weeks ago, we wanted to open up that up to the, to the rest of the world at the institutional level. So my role specifically is I work as an intermediary between our engineering team and uh, the business to help uh, bring staking projects forward to make sure that we can support as many protocols in the most secure, efficient way as possible to deliver um, great staking experiences to our customers. That's great. And you mentioned to the institution level, are there any plans to open that up to smaller investors? At this point, we're focused uh, exclusively on institutions as far as you know, our marketing and our communications goes. Now, there are a number of protocols um, that do allow the retail to, to delegate or stake to our nodes. Uh, but at this point, no, we don't necessarily have any plans to um, target retail. Yeah. Okay. So mainly, yeah, focusing on the large institutions and getting them involved yep. with staking and locking away that precious zen off the yep. market. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's great. And one thing you help educate institutions about is single address staking. And that's something that maybe is relatively new to a lot of people. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what that is and why that's important? Yeah, yeah. So um, I believe it was, I want to say in April, maybe don't quote me on that, I may be wrong. Uh, Within the past past six months or so, uh, the Horizon team opened up single address staking for, uh, for secure nodes. And so prior to single address staking, what the process was is, um, as, as we know, secure nodes require 42 Zen per node to stake. And prior to that, you needed a unique wallet for each Zen that you were, excuse me, each secure node that you were staking on, uh, which became uh, for, for many, for institutions that we were working with, you know, doing it on the large scale, it became a very cumbersome process managing all of those wallets. And so when the team um, enabled single address staking, it opened up a whole new world wherein, um, as, as far as user experience can go, wherein you know the users can store their Zen in a single address, they can stake to a, a number of other addresses from that address, and what's more is the uh, payouts from those um, from those stake nodes can be sent to multiple different addresses. So, from a user experience standpoint, it became much much less cumbersome. And part of what we at Foundry are doing is educating our customers on you know not only what uh, the Zen project, the Horizon project is. Um, and the staking available through it and, and you know, the benefits that, that affords them and the network, um, but also the how easy the process and straightforward the process is now um, to make it as smooth as possible for them. That's excellent. Yeah, and, and I'd stress as well for people watching, uh, it's not just for institutions, this single address staking, it's for yes. anyone, so they can do it as well. Um, even if you've only got two nodes, um, you can set up single yep. address staking, have it all on one. Uh, and I guess one of the benefits for that is you could have your nodes running on Ledger uh, device, mm-hmm. uh, hardware wallet, and you can set a payout address to perhaps Sphere 
Uh, and then each yep. week your payments just get sent to your Sphere wallet automatically while your stake Zen is locked away safe on a hardware wallet. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah, and very time, uh, a big time saver for those with a lot of nodes. You don't have to manually mm -hmm. withdraw the rewards and, and manage all of that. Um, so yeah, if people want more information about that, it's on the horizon.io website, or you can reach mm -hmm. out to the support at the team as well, and they can help you get started if you want to set your nodes up for single address staking. Yep. And let's talk a little bit about your story and how you became involved in uh, blockchain and um, how long you've been as an evangelist for. Yeah, so... I'm uh, relatively new to the blockchain world. I um, really dove in in January of 2021 when I uh, took this job with Foundry. Prior to that, I was working um, a lot of project management and operations management at education technology companies. Uh, you know, I was ready for a bit of a change. And uh, my wife was in crypto. She had been in crypto for quite some time. And despite her uh, having been in it, I never really took the time to dive into it and look into it and learn about it. But uh, when I did, I, you know, I read the Bitcoin white paper. So Bitcoin is really my on-ramp into, um, into crypto. And after reading it, I think it was the second or third time, I just had this light bulb moment where I was like, all right, this is it. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my career. Um, and so, yeah, I ended up, I was fortunate enough to have found Foundry and, um, you know, have applied and got an offer. And so that was really my uh, first entrance into not only into crypto, but one of my first projects was to learn about Horizon, the Horizon project um, foundry. We stake uh, Zen ourselves. And we also uh, help to uh, stake TCG Zen. And so uh, my job was to really learn as much about it as I can and help to um, translate some of the more technical aspects of it into, um, into terms that um, maybe some of the other business people that aren't as technical could understand. That's great. And you loved it so much. You took it a step further and became a Zenvangelist. Yeah. I mean, it's, I dove right into the community and what a great community, like, you know, incredibly intelligent, incredibly understanding, patient, uh, you know, as, as we all know, you know, crypto is a very technical place and you can get down lots of rabbit holes very quickly. Um, and sometimes, you know, it can be a little bit overwhelming when you see how much other people know. Um, but the beautiful thing about, you know, this Horizon community in particular is, you know, you dive into the Discord or the Telegram and people are patient. You know, you ask basic questions, what seem basic uh, to a lot of us now because we've been in the space for quite some time. But when you're starting, it can be extremely overwhelming. Um, but, you know, people are patient explaining things. And so I decided that, you know, I want to take that step forward to become the to become a Zen evangelist. I listen to, um, you know, the weekly calls every every Monday as part of my Monday routine on Spotify, you know, fire up the. The weekly calls. Um, and so, yeah, I just decided that, you know, I really wanted to be able to help really evangelize the, the project, um, both, you know, within my job, obviously, but also, you know, when speaking with friends and family um, and, and helping to really spread the word about this, this great project. That's great. And with the Zendu having just launched, what are you most excited for about that going forward? I mean, I'm ex we're just in the beginning, it seems like, you know, there's so much potential. Um, so I'm just excited to see the incredible, innovative, brilliant things that the community comes up with, uh, you know, new entrance into the, into the ecosystem um, and really seeing what, what we can unlock and how we can really promote um, decentralization, the use of 
uh, privacy preserving technology um, in such a way that you know we we really help to be a force of, of good in the world um, to bring forth some of these um, how do I say this to bring forth some of these very very um, interesting and 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 fun new opportunities that we can unlock as a, as a community here. That's great. And being relatively new to the space, but it's been a, a, a big year for crypto this year. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess you've got a unique perspective being on the institutional side and mm-hmm. working directly with uh, big businesses and that. Um, well, I'm wondering what type of trends you're seeing um, behind the scenes or perhaps, you know, we, we don't, uh, we're, we're not privy to um, well, much excitement and, you know, where do you see the future um, of crypto going from what you've seen? Yeah. So, you know, there's certainly uh, a lot more interest from, uh, we'll say, we'll say less crypto native institutions. So, you know, not only the v- venture capital firms or, or hedge funds or private equity firms that uh, maybe had an exposure to crypto you know, prior uh, to this recent bull run, but we're seeing interest from other more traditional technology companies, more uh, traditional banks. Um, as far as some of the other um, some of the other challenges that we're seeing behind the scenes, and I think that this is this is part of the, the discussion, you know, now. But you know, the, w- there's a lot of attention to and concern with uh, regulatory. Uh, what, what is the regulatory landscape going to look like, and how will that unfold? And so, um, a lot of our job is really learning about that and, and educating our customers as much as we can about what we know. Um, and helping them get to geared with helping them get to a point where they feel geared up with enough information to make a, a solid decision um, that they're comfortable with. You know, we're not necessarily making any recommendations, um, but you know, understanding the landscape and, and and seeing where where things are going in terms of in terms of um, uh, the regulatory climate. Thanks, Matt. Um, you've given us plenty to think about, and it's really great to learn what you're doing behind the scenes and and everything related to to foundry and uh, the staking business that you're involved with and I'd like to say thank Great, you thank for you. for joining us and uh, yes, looking forward you. to yeah seeing how things grow as we move forward yeah certainly certainly going very very exciting times ahead great thanks matt great thank you and we're back and it's quiz time and I saw someone ask, what's the purpose of the quiz? So that's where you can win some Zen and also a gift voucher for the Horizon Swag Store. So everyone that completes the quiz will get some Zen. Those who get all the answers correct will get more Zen. And for the person that submits the first correct answers, they'll get a voucher for the Horizon Swag Store. So while everyone's completing the quiz for that last interview, which Erica will share in the chat, I thought now might be a good little time to have a a quick live chat with Toju, who is a fairly recent Horizon member. So Toju, would you perhaps tell us a little bit about your story and background, getting into the cryptocurrency industry and what your role is at Horizon? Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, my role is as a content specialist at Horizon. I work on the marketing team. So Basically, responsibilities are uh, creating articles and messaging and sort of trying to, you know, align Horizon's mission and technology with the narratives in the crypto space and give us a story to tell that people can understand and relate to. And um, 
my background in crypto space started probably around late 2017. Uh, that's when I first got really into it. And I didn't really understand much about technology at the time, but um, I met up with a friend who was working on blockchain solutions in Nigeria and the African market, trying to create uh, new products and startups around digital identity, solving problems with healthcare, and all sorts of really important issues that blockchain could solve. And that's what got me really interested in the technology. Um, and I just kind of dove right into the industry uh, as a writer for various different crypto publications and, you know, learned a lot along the way. Uh, so even while it was in a bear market, I was able to really just kind of stick to it and, you know, um, really research and gain a good understanding of the technology. And uh, that's kind of what got me to where, where I am today. And you, you mentioned that when you first got started in late 2017, you didn't perhaps have much technical experience in the space. Do you have any advice for others that you can share who may not have technical experience, perhaps on where they can help add value to the crypto ecosystem? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think a lot of people assume that it's only developers that are into you know, crypto and can add value, but it really is a broad spectrum of people. If you have experience in marketing, business, project management, uh, all of these type of skill sets are valuable in the crypto space and particularly when it comes to these, um, you know, crypto-based projects. So I think it's just, you know, it just involves networking and reaching out to the right people and being able to, you know, learn and have conversations and um, understanding that, yeah, it's, it's really about more than just technology. It's also about finance, economics and marketing and all those skill sets are valuable uh, in the space. Great. And with such a fast moving industry, how have you learned to keep up with it and pick up on particular trends? I would say the best source is Twitter. Crypto Twitter is an amazing source for keeping up with information, especially when you follow people that are either founders, developers, crypto influencers, traders, you really get a sense for not only what the trending topics are, but also the particular narratives that are, are sort of going on in the space. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of real-time information that you can always learn about and stay up to date with uh, what's happening in the space. And what are your thoughts on Zendu? How do you think that fits in with the current trends that you're seeing in crypto? I think it really is uh, a significant part of this trend towards blockchain scalability, you know, because blockchains are becoming now a lot more um, used for different applications. It's no longer just about store value or digital currency. People want to be able to build applications for gaming, NFTs, healthcare, supply chain. And so you really need a flexible infrastructure that can handle all of those different use cases while also maintaining security and decentralization. And that's what Zendu provides. And that's why I think it's really special because I think more than any other project, Zendu has been able to sort of solve this scalability trilemma between decentralization, security, and scalability. And I think that balance is what makes it prime to be a top-tier project and uh, you know be able to outcompete all the others in the future. And with your international background, can you share some thoughts on crypto adoption in places like Nigeria and Greater Africa? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, surprisingly taken off. You know significantly over there. I think it's one of the largest trading volumes. Uh, Nigeria has one of the largest Bitcoin trading volumes in the world. And it's primarily because of the limited access to dollars and the sort of high inflation that 
uh, people deal with over there with the local currency. So people are really taken to digital currencies as a way to, you know, escape that sort of, uh, um, you know, entrapment of, of their monetary policy. And the fact that so many people there have adopted mobile phones also makes it very convenient because people are able to access these digital currencies for trading. And uh, they're really building what I would call like a soft infrastructure there where they can utilize these digital currencies, and, you know, like I said, for trading, for um, banking services. And I think it's one of the things that are going to be uh, a critical part of the evolution of these countries moving forward in the next decade. Great. Well, thanks a lot for sharing those thoughts, Toju. And I think the Horizon team is really lucky to have you on board as part of the team. Thanks. And that pretty much wraps up for today or this evening, depending on your time zone. For me, it's 2.13 a.m. at the moment in Melbourne, Australia. So nice and early. And we also have one final quiz for everyone to complete. It'll be a general Horizon quiz overview. And perhaps any final thoughts from anyone? Uh, perhaps Rob, uh, I was hoping there'd be some bean spilling happening today on some uh, exciting There's no news. bean spilling, no bean spilling, sorry. But it has been a pretty amazing couple of weeks of just, you know, touring uh, in Guatemala, talking with a lot of potential partners, and then also being here in Miami this week around Art Basel. Um, I know we have one really big announcement. Um, that we'll we'll get out in the near future, and this is the one about the the um, you know uh, was it metaverse and um, esports um, uh, play, and I, I don't want to say anymore because I've been reading the fun speculation in the community. I love the markets trading channel; you guys were awesome. Um, but I'm not going to say anything else. It's up to Lucy and the team to do the actual announcement. But I guess thank you for everyone for joining. This was pretty pretty amazing. Uh, Michael, everyone for putting this together. Incredible. And people from calling in all over the world from you know, 4 a.m. You know, uh, people joining this morning on the West Coast U.S. to you being in Australia between 2 a.m. and everyone in between. This is pretty incredible. And you can see just the amazing people we have behind this project. And I think often when we think about crypto, we think about technology. Obviously, that's at the heart of what we do. But really, at the end of the day, it comes down to the people behind the project and behind you know what this entire industry that we're building and we'd love the opportunity to just share who we are and you know who amazing community members are uh, it's really cool i love the interviews you guys did an amazing job and i just love hearing everyone's perspective and again i'm dying to find out who who got that horizon tattoo so anyway guys thank you for joining and uh, that's all i've got thanks so much rob and yeah, maybe we'll just say a big farewell from everyone unless anyone else wants to jump in and say a final message. No final message, but I'd like to thank you, Michael, for, for being such a uh, amazing Zen evangelist and uh, community member. So thank you for hosting us today. Thanks, Rosario. My pleasure. And there was one other question I saw people were asking, when are the winners going to be announced for the quizzes? So uh maybe on monday i might go through the surveys i think i might sleep in a bit tomorrow and then actually i won't be able to because i've got a toddler and a two-month-old at home so i'm dreaming if i think i can sleep in but yeah it might have the weekend off and then monday i'll send all the um, results to erica and then she'll 
distribute that week, I presume, the rewards to everyone that participated in the quizzes. And I'll also post the answers on the Horizon Clips Twitter account. So if you follow me on Twitter, Horizon Clips, I'll share the answers on there as well. And thank you again, everyone, for joining us. And we'll see you next time. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.